folks, we were going to have a normal Thursday podcast for you where we project the week, you know, and look forward. But um, something big happened on Tuesday, uh, and I've been I've been sitting on it, and I didn't sleep. Um, I haven't slept since, so let's just crack and put down that pill. Happy 22nd of June, everyone. We're right way, right about halfway through the year. And um, something big happened on Tuesday, as I mentioned in the preamble, that I wanted to get to. Um, so essentially, Tuesday morning, we uh, it broke in the media that um, Essendon's getting rid of the bomber. Mm. They, because it's too woke, mm. um, they decided that um, because of wars, uh, they're going to go. They're going to go far left mm. and uh, remove the bomber. Mm. That's what they. They actually came out and said that, and yep. quite rightly, huge backlash to it mm. all over the place. And um, and I think we just need to dedicate three or four hours today to this, um, talking through Essendon deciding to get rid of the bomber. Mm. Um, except there's one. There's one little component. Yeah. That's uh, that I. That needs to be addressed. Okay. And that one little bit of that needs to be addressed. That never fucking happened. Mm. No one ever said that. No. I'm at wit's end, Tom. I know. It's Tom, all been very silly. On Ch- Tom. Yes. Tuesday morning. Yes. At some point. Yes. At some point, bombers are like, we're going to look at doing our logo again. Yeah. Because often companies and businesses and sports organisations change their logo. Sure. Suns need one desperately. Melbourne changed theirs every second year. Yeah. We had one of the stupidest logos about five years ago. With and a little we, funny little cartoon demon? Is that the one yeah, you're talking no, about? No, there's another. We had one that was just too much. Okay. It had flags and the Southern Cross and it had tridents and it had um, parchment. Oh, and I remember this. It's yeah, stu- yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. And, and they've had the same one since 1996. Yeah, it's a So long they time. said- because everyone thinks we're drug users mm. and because we haven't won a flag in 400 years mm. or played in premiership in – haven't won a flag in 23 years, but they haven't played in premiership in, in finals in forever. Mm. Let's look at a rebrand and let's have a look at just changing up the logo. Sure. At no point, at no point did anyone anywhere say – Let's get rid of the bomber because of wars mm. and because it's too left. Yeah. Let's get rid of the bomber. No one ever said those words. Mm. It's just uh, the, the truth is that the week of June 22nd, the week we're in now, mm. is a very boring week because there's not many games being played. No coaches have quit. Mm. No coaches have been sacked and nothing else is happening. Yeah. Two stories. Sicily tackle, bombers, bombers yes. getting rid of planes. Yeah. One is not true. Yeah. So this week, people who earn money by talking about shit have just gone, I'm going to be a piece of shit and just talk about something that never happened. Yeah. Ever. This is what Matthew Lloyd, superstar bomber player, mm. said. They're talking about Essendon changing their logo. Sure. And then out of nowhere, Matthew Lloyd just says this. I'd be very disappointed if the bomber was gone, Hutchie. I know it's the the name or the name. Both, I think it's more both, likely to both. I don't think anyone's talking about the name necessarily. I know, going. I know it's more. The- I know, but have we got to that point? Have we that such a great uh, logo and tradition of the Essendon Football Club that because you know it might upset the odd person or two, we lose something so special with our football club. So I hope it stays. It's the problem with research groups, isn't it? For the from there, mm. the next day, 
So is that what started the whole thing? Yes. Is Matthew Lotz, I'd be upset if the bomber was gone. Sure. Which I think I cut badly there. Let me do it again. So sure. Let me just make sure you all hear that. It's this man just going like this. I'd be very disappointed if the bomber was gone, Hutchie. <laughs> and then the next day. And was he referring to the logo? Then Hutchie said, um, do you mean the name or the logo? And he said both. And that's what started it. He said, yeah, because... No, he's. I'd be upset if the bomb was gone. Right, because I I had a different idea of how I thought this happened, but I haven't been as probably as deep as what what you. I've have. gone deep, deep, deep. So I thought that a PR team was doing their due diligence. They're just thinking about doing a logo change. Yeah, and did they or did they not put out a survey that said, "Hey, what do you think of these X Y Z things?" Maybe. So, and I, but that's what upset me, right? Is because that's no. They're just like, do you want to change the logo? Right. They're only considering changing the logo. They're not talking about the fucking plane at all. Yeah, right. Or the bombers. Yeah. There's but a- would you not suggest, Broden, that as a PR team and you were doing good due diligence in the year of 2023, if you went out to 100 no. members and said, I, you know, hey, does this still represent us? War is bad. Do you feel like the bomber is still- no, Ask the question. Represent- ask that question. And if everyone but comes back buying- and says, yeah, absolutely, but then that's fine. But what happened right here is they said, we're thinking about changing our logo. Yeah. Not removing a bomber. We're not re- changing the logo and putting in, um, we love- We love- Daffodils. Daffodils. Mm. And we like flowers now. Yeah. They're saying we put a different ball. fucking plane there. Yeah. That's what someone suggested in the dams that they should change it to two seven six sevens. A different plane. Yeah, because that would make you really happy. Oh, like a 270 or like a nice A380, the first double-decker plane. Yeah, right. See, I would like that. But now, what planes hit the Twin Towers? It depends. It's different. No, it's okay, because I think first don't someone was alluding Tom, to- don't talk about 9-11. <laughs> I think that's what the person- No, the Tom, we're talking about- to. No, this is a football podcast. Tom. Yeah, sure. On Tuesday, Fox Footy, oh, Matthew Lloyd, very disappointed in quotation marks. Yeah. If his former club changed the logo amid reports, it's considering a rebrand. So they're they they're not misrepresenting, no. but they're putting <laughs> Essen and Bombers considering change. Quotes below. They're not misrepresent, misrepresenting the truth. They are misrepresenting the yeah the they're, angle of it. So they're just sort of they're just sort of like putting shit out there. And then I don't know if you know this, Tom. Yeah, there are some very fucking dull people. Yeah. Who watch AFL. Yeah. Very dull people mm-hmm. who just sit on socials and go, oh, like that. Just yeah. pretty much just spew shit. That's and what so Andrew Bogut tweeted. 9,000 comments going, don't take the bomber. Yeah. No one said it. Just some very cluey journalist people mm. just went, oh, what do you think of that, idiots? Yeah. <laughs> and they went, I think it's bad. And then that night, I watched Channel 9 and Channel 10. Why? Because yeah. I'm a loser. Yeah. Channel 10. This poor journalist just standing there and she, she does this like five minute segment about how the bombers are changing their name. But then never goes back and says, but this has at nowhere, no point ever, ever been suggested. Yeah, right. And Channel 9 does the exact same thing. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, something that was genuinely nothing 24 hours ago, Matthew Lloyd saying, oh, I don't want it to not be a bomber. Yeah. To uh, 24 hours later, it's like Essendon is changing, <laughs> yeah, is yeah. removing all planes. Yeah. And then- <laughs> Essendon, the CEO of the president, has to mm. get out and come out and say, we're not changing the plane. Yeah. Please stop sending us death threats. Please give me back my dog yeah. that you've stolen from my house. 
stop. Just calm down. But the, th- the whole thing that I can't get past, and I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, is that it's good due diligence from any PR team in the country to be checking in on this stuff. Hey, Broden, it's 2023. What do we represent now? 9/11. What do we stand for? Oh, sorry. No, I thought, <laughs> I thought it was, <laughs> you know, it was a That's good stuff to do. If so, if it was true and they were asking the question, should we be representing war in our logo? That's a good question to ask. And it doesn't mean you have to change anything. But asking the question periodically every 10 years or so, checking in with the zeitgeist, seeing how we feel about it, is good due diligence. And that's what infuriated me about it. Let him ask the question. What upset me the most was that they're getting rid of the plane. Yeah, true. And (laughs) Because I I haven't read anything. Yeah. I just sort of scroll shit. That's yeah. where I get 85% of my information. Sure, me too. I just scroll shit. Yeah. And so I see things like Vegemite's gone halal. Yeah. And I'm like, well, then I'm, I'm going to reply something horrible. Yeah. I, uh, bombers changing their name. I'm, I'm a Cats fan. Yeah. But I'm, I think this is woke madness. So do you feel like when you were talking about Eddie on, on uh, Monday's pod, oh, you were talking I, I about I've got to listen to that idiot. You were saying how he ignites the- it's the worst sort of journalism where you're igniting hatred in the it's in worst kind of person. group of person. Someone who's very eloquent and smart, yeah. knows exactly what they're doing, takes the opposing view and says things that incite people who are less smart. Yeah. So he knows that it's shitty thing it's a shitty thing to do to boo Brody Grundy. Yes. He knows that that's and he would not do it himself and no. he would be disappointed if he saw his kids do it probably. Yeah. Right? But he's happy to sit in that moment and go, I'm going to take the opposing view because it's going to make people who are a bit shit like me. Sure. So do you think- Because he's smart enough and eloquent enough to speak in a clever way that goes, instead of just saying, yeah, it is crappy, mm. he's, he's gone, I'm smart enough to come from the opposing view. And yeah. he can say something like, oh, well, we, is this the age we're living in now? Exactly. Where you can't even, where people are carrying on best, bit of fun, instead of just like saying, no, that's wrong. And and he Because he's smart enough to speak in the right way. And it will incite 5,000 or so fans to yeah. get on social media and to pump up his, his Algorith- podcast. Yeah. Algorithm. Oh. Blah, blah. Now, do you, the question is, do you feel like the AFL media as a whole is doing what Eddie did with the Brady Grundy boo thing with this story this week? Because there's nothing to write. It's about. very, very simple what's happened this week. There is, what's in the news? Tell yeah. me what's in the news it's right now. It's in this Bombers stuff. Nothing else. No. There is, Tassie's gone quiet. The Tassie, games are boring. There was a really hard hit of news at the start of the year. And this is our first year doing a footy show. Yeah. Let's call it the footy show. Yeah. Um, for fun. And to get sued. What you notice, right, is that the whole- When you talk from a thing that exists, like- the AFL as a sport generates so much energy, like it's a self-sustaining energy machine mm. and so many people feed off it. It's like a big sure. shark, yeah, a big shark swimming through the ocean and little fishies cling to the back and eat the algae off the back of the fish. Yeah. We're one of the small little plankton algae yeah. situations, right? You could, But at some points, nothing interesting has happened. So mm. like- there's less there's less football at the moment, thus less stories. So people who are desperate for money and desperate to keep their position mm. just start making shit up. Yeah. There's just a segment in Channel 10. You need to go out and talk about something football. What's in the news? Shit. Uh, AFL, uh, bombs changing their logo. Someone said maybe. Th- and then Matthew Lowe, well, I'm just going to say I'm offended by it. Yeah. And then someone said, well, that's not much, but I've got something to go by here. There's two links now. There's someone said something. Someone was offended by it. That's enough to- I can make five minutes out yeah, of that. And totally. then it builds and builds and builds. We've it's, made 10 minutes out of it. 
Exactly. And we're the third step. We're the third step. And we're the counter movement, which happens as well, isn't it? Yeah. So you have something happen, someone's offended by it, and then that and that becomes a thing. And then the counter movement of the people who are offended by the offense. Yeah. And here we are. And here we are. So, but I, I guess my question is, do you think that- I think they should keep the plane. Yeah, great. Because I think it's woke gone mad. I think there should be two planes going into buildings. No, Tom. Um. So- do you think maliciously Channel 7 and Channel 9 know exactly what they're doing and they're inciting that 5% it was of Channel them. 9 and 10 who I watched, yeah. but yes, all of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, this is quite anyone, sad because Eddie's anyone, one thing. Anyone who, did a balance, anyone who did a balanced story, that's like okay. Us, like us. Yeah, we're balanced. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from the, the plain stuff. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 anyone who did an article or a segment and it wasn't like 50%, but this is all fake. Yeah. So like 360 last night, which we'll talk about Robbo's back. Robbo's yeah, back in God. a big way. Yeah. And uh, they came on and started talking about it and they both just went, it's all fake. It's all fake. It's all yeah. fake. This never happened. Yeah. This is all a beat up. This is all, none of this happened. And they're yeah. like, so what are we talking about? And they moved on. You know what the other problem is, Brayden? No one huge is out of contract this year. Yes. That's the other problem. If we had a... If Tim Taranto was or Butters were playing like they are now and we're out of contract, and do you know, that's yes. all we'd heard. And the other about. thing as well is the one coach whose head is on the chopper, really on the chopper, yeah, yeah, yeah. is having a record-breaking season. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So if Hinkley was even half, if he'd half, you know, half as good as he is now. Like they're like seventh or something. They're pushing him out the door for blood. They're yeah, like, totally. he's got to go. Would Dimmer fit in Port Adelaide? He used to play there. Dimmer, 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 Dimmer. On the couch, I think on Monday night, was just like, spent a huge amount of time going, Stuart, you lost a game. Yeah. So he's probably out the door. <laughs> and you're like, and that's, that's, someone was talking about somewhere else and they're like, he lost a game. Yeah. He's won two from three. And he won amazing games in Darwin against really good yeah. sides. Yes. In Doggies and Adelaide. So. But it's like, that's just what we do at this point of the year. <laughs> totally. You're like, fuck, nothing's being talked about. Whose team's doing bad? Who coaches that team? Yeah. That guy's got to be fired. Yeah. Oh my God. I needed, I've just been sitting looking at my phone for a day going, I need to talk about this and get it off my chest. I think it's well and truly off your chest now. In other big news, Robbo's back though. Yes. Let's, let's play a, a segment from Robbo talking. He's, and I'm not making light of this. I'm just happy he's back because he's my favorite. Yeah. Him and Wade. When I watched 360 for, you know, for the last 10 years, yes. I've always thought it's all about Jared. Jared's the smart one. Jared brings you know, thought and, and meaning. He's nothing without this man. This, totally. This, this chaos. Yeah, Jared and Jordan Lewis, I loved, but it's quite dry. Like, let's put it out there. It's 100%. quite dry. Yeah. Give me, give me a spell. Yeah. Thursday morning, and um, Thursday night, I was feeling terrible. And it got worse and worse, and I didn't go to work the next week, and ended up driving myself to hospital again. <laughs> Yep. Got to get married so I can get someone to drive me to hospital. <laughs> so he had pneumonia, I think. Right. And then was in hospital for eight days. Oh, but I, this is like the third time. This he's has always happened, driving right? himself to hospital. Yeah. So he's he's a, a confirmed bachelor, is he? He lives out in uh, Warren Warrandyte with yeah. his two dogs. Yeah. Which is, sounds like good Fucking setup. Un- bro, you should see some of the house. I, for fun, <laughs> went on realestate.com.au and had a look at some houses in Warrandyte. Yeah. You can get like designer like award-winning architect mansions out there yeah. for like 1.5 which a lot of people can afford yeah that's crazy yeah no i want I, i'm with your nice dogs and stuff exactly love 100%. Dogs. oh let's move but more importantly mm. we've got to make robo stop driving to the hospital yeah so is he driving to the to the northern i don't know he'd be, be driving northern. to the austin right yeah well I that's quite far that's like 30 minutes maybe he's um, maybe he's got private health care maybe he's driving to a private hospital 
Well, maybe. But even the private hospitals are all where the public hospitals are, aren't they? Well, yeah, because uh, do private hospitals not have emergencies? Is that a thing? No, they do. Like so, but uh, but at the Austin, you've got Mercy, right? Which is the one for women, which has an emergency. That's where we take our baby. Yeah. Then you've got uh, Ringle Private on the other side, which is private but has an emergency. We're Ringle, so, yeah. So even though there's private hospitals, they're all sort of clustered with the public hospitals, anyway. Is my understanding. There's the Arthur Victoria Hospital, maybe. Where's that? In Warrandyte. But I, like, oh no, surely he's he, that wouldn't be like a proper hospital. Well, like, yeah, maybe Austin or maybe like, I don't know, like Ringwood. If he's know. driving to the Austin, that's a fair, that's a fair drive. I reckon that's a half an hour drive. Particularly with pneumonia. But yeah, he'd probably go up to Ringle Private. You know, he would go to the emergency at Austin and then they'd transfer him <laughs> over to Ringle Private, I reckon. Yeah. Which is where I get my colonoscopies done. Good job. I've been to Warrandyte Hospital a lot, private. It's a beautiful private hospital, but yeah. not for me, for my grandparents and stuff. Mm. You go in there, you see him getting a foot surgery yeah. or get a leg or, yeah. you know. Had a fall. Yeah, 100%. I'm not making light of falls, but, you know, that's that's a that's lot of grandparents that are having falls. Mm. Um, there's Eltham Central Medical Clinic. You wouldn't go there for a No, nah, that wouldn't be 24. Even if it was 24 hours, you wouldn't go because you'd be sitting there waiting. Oh, man. It's just a lot of news to know that the bomber's being taken away and Robbo's back. Yeah. But what he says there is, I need a wife to help me drive to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Which is funny. So, no, it's sad. It's yeah, horrible. I, I thought it was funny. <laughs> He's making a joke. Yeah. But what I want to put out there is we've got to find Robo a partner. Yeah. I'm looking at the next Channel 7 show. The Robo wants a wife. <laughs> yeah, I'd be down for that. Um, Do you reckon he would be like attractive to some people? Sure. Everyone's got someone. He's got a bit of money. He lives in Warrandyte. He's got cute dogs. Tells it like it is. Tells it like it is. He's straight up. He's got pretty good opinions, to be honest, across the board. Like, yes. he doesn't like the bump. Yeah, true. So, you go look true. for a woman <laughs> for a woman who doesn't like the bump. Yep. Get rid of the bump. Yeah. Doesn't like thuggish acts on the yeah, field. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, Easily distracted. Easily distracted. Loves the moon. <laughs> Loves the moon. Mid-sentence. Loves the moon. Can change tact. Guy who likes wearing blazers and shirts and then apparently board shorts below the desk. Oh, I'm into that. That's me to a T. That's heaps to go by. Yeah. It's, you know. So if you're listening and you're maybe what, over 50, 60 years old and you're mm. looking for a nice footy-loving partner, consider, and you want to live in Warrandite. Mm. Maybe we should hook him up with my mother. She's been single for yeah, 20 Judith, years or yeah. so. I don't know if they <laughs> get along. Get along. Yeah, I don't think my mother likes football at all, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that works. Mm, shame. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be great to have Robbo as a stepdad. Yeah, oh, that'd be sick. Imagine Robbo as your stepdad. You can go yeah. to the footy with him. Yeah, he could go get in, me into a box probably. You go into the, into the journo section. Um, let's find Robbo a partner. Yeah, I'm down. But uh, we're glad he's back because I was it, that show went from unwatchable to like I was watching it. Yeah. And I was like, the Ashes are about to start, but I got to watch my boy Robbo and mm-hmm. Jared. Speaking of the Ashes, yeah. uh, we're recording this the day after the Ashes. Mm. Uh, it was so good. You Did you stay up till 4 a.m., Tom? No, I didn't. I just was going through all the tweets this morning and enjoying it immensely. What were some good ones? Uh, I think I screenshotted a few. Do you, shall I read a few? This is English. Let's read some English. <laughs> Let's read some English tweets about losing a game that in the first in the first day in their baseball wackadoo uh, model mm. they scored three eighty and then sent Australia in for about two three overs. Yeah, um, so with two wickets in hand, so they they retired. Yes, and then four days later, Tom, mm. they lost. <laughs> They lost with by Australia with two wickets in hand. Yes. Pat Cummins, the Australian captain, the second most important mm-hmm. role in the country as the Prime Minister. 
He's Pat Cummins is great. Yes, I agree. We love Pat Cummins here. Yeah, he's a bit woke and a bit left for me, but <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. He's like, I I'm not going to talk about this mining company. Yeah, but I'm, I'm also very good at cricket, and I'm very good. I'm very good looking man. Yeah, totally. And I'm far. I'm a fast bowler, but also I could knock you. I could knock you fifty. A hundred percent, at least fifty. All right, let's read some all of right, tweets. So I won't read their names in case I'm doxing them, but these are all other people's tweets. None of these are my original idea. Yep. Okay, this is from Dan. I'm old enough to remember when Zach Crawley's boundary off the first ball was going to set the tone for the entire Ashes. Because <laughs> <laughs> in the first ball of the Ashes, Zach Crawley knocked it for, for a boundary and yeah. everyone's like, wow, England's here. England's but then they here. lost the game. Next one. If saving test cricket involves any amount of deliriously happy Australians, then it is then is it worth it? Answer, sadly, must be no. <laughs> Cricket's the winner. Despite the result, we need to appreciate a brilliant game. We didn't win, but we entertained. Shut up, <laughs> shut up. I want to put my face through a window. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie Robinson may have some redeeming features, but I'm not sure what they are. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Old Oral. He said that we had three eleven. Order batsman. Yes, and this is my, was my favourite tweet on that one. Yes. Much preferred it when Boland was part of beloved comedy troupe, the 311s, rather than a competent <laughs> number five. <laughs> That's the pick of the oh, tweets how, for the I, morning. I, it all, for, it was one of those days where, like, it's West Coast in the 2019 grand final. Mm. Or 18. Forget. 18. 18 grand 18. final. Where... That the whole day they were chasing. Yeah. Australia was chasing for four days. Mm. And then just at the end, they just stayed close enough, close enough, close enough. Our two best batsmen, one of whom is the best batsman in the world, mm. collectively made like what, six runs? Yeah. Yeah. They went out cheap. Minus Labashane and Smith, uh, you know. But then Usman Khawaja, 36, holy hell, 36 years old, uh, player of the match. So good. Mm. Four to go. The tail wagged. I thought it would be impossible when I saw some tweets saying, you know, they're eight for 220. I was like, oh, well, we lost then. Yeah. I can't believe it. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. I might even go back and watch the last session. That well, would be worth it. What's very good is Cricket Australia is very good at their YouTube channel. So yeah, right. they very quickly compile um, all their stuff. And yeah. so you can, the 14 minute one I watched this morning just really covers it. There's mm. no better sport to watch on a highlight reel. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> because 100%. it goes for 12 hours yeah. and then you watch it in 20. You're like, I missed. Nothing. nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Especially one day as you watch like Gilchrist highlights of his quickest 50 ever. And yes. it's just boundary, 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 yeah. done. <laughs> this is the funniest thing. So Kevin Peterson is mm -hmm. what, six foot five? He's massive. Yeah, he's a big He's a very big guy. Yeah. Um, he's South African. He's a very, he loves being a uh, arbit uh, contrarian. Mm -hmm. um, and he's just standing. He always says shit that he knows is going to piss people off. Yeah. Joe Root was playing really well for England. Mm -hmm. Ricky Ponting, I think, is three foot nine. Yeah. One of Australia's great batsmen in the last yeah. 20, 30 years. He's standing next to him. And people are calling this um, just the real alpha move. I don't know sure. if it's alpha or but he just he's half his size. He lets Kevin Peterson talk and then just out of the side of his mouth just shuts him down in like six words. Okay. Uh, this, have you heard this? No. I think I think I saw tweets about this. It's my favorite thing ever. Here it is. The Joe Roots and how he just owned the game. He ran the game, he was pure quality, and he just owned that space. And just had it, all, all of this lot, we're just scratching the heads, going, what do we do? Well, sort well, of. Well, he's out now, he got 40. <laughs> 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 I did read a transcript of that. Well, he's out now, he got much. 40. 
<laughs> He's out for 40. I mean, Kawhi's got 140, mate. Got to talk for like two minutes about the glory of Joe Rubin. And how good he is and how he set the tone. It's just not true. He's out. He got 40. <laughs> That's the Tassie in him coming through. Great. Now, what else do we have to talk about? Mailbag. Give me some mailbag. And right. play that mailbag theme. So we've still got mailbag from last week we're going through. Oh, my God. Yeah, because we had the un- unread things. Yeah. So... A few good, I tried to cut them down a bit. Less statements, more questions, Braden. So you're really going to have to engage with some of these. Statements, more questions. More, what is yeah. this, Q&A? Yeah, it is. This is a Braden <laughs> Q&A. So this is from James. Hi, Tom and Braden. Love the pod. Thank you, James. I'm just, just watching former Swan, Alira Lear, run around for port, and it got me thinking. Mm. I'd love to see him back in the red and white. If you could get one player back to your team, who would it be? Bounce that pill. Oh. That's a good one. I think you Alira... haven't lost too many in the last ten years, have you? No, you maybe Luke Jackson, but maybe not. What like about for... Jeremy Howe? He's coming back this week. No, he'd be he... pretty bloody no, handy. No, don't want him. You don't rate no, Jeremy. No, Howe. he's one of. The... He went to Collingwood and was like Melbourne shit. Like, I just... know <laughs> <laughs> you hate him, but yeah. he would be very oh, no. handy. Do you know who I would actually get back? Jesse who? Hogan. Yes, and I would get back Stephen May. I think. Oh, no, you can't have him. <laughs> yeah, Stephen but... May. Who else? Who are other ones for teams that have just gone on to make their, their, their old team look incredibly bad? Lockie Neal for Fremantle. Yeah, that, and but hey, the, you know he did his time. Obviously Dangerfield. Imagine Dangerfield if he stayed at Adelaide. They probably would have won that flag. Yes, they probably would be competing every year. He's if, that good. If you could, at the moment, mm. GWS is building right. Yeah, they're coming back up the ladder and they're going to catapult up. I think. Yeah. But they have how many players in the league still playing for other teams? Oh, yeah. Only comparable to Gold Coast. So you're looking for a player who's probably going to be their absolute best in two years, right? Yeah. So I don't think it's Jeremy Cameron. Okay, you don't get Cameron. <laughs> it's probably Taranto then. Taranto. I mean, but they have so many good midfielders anyway. In Tom yeah. Green, Josh Kelly, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it's not is even Taranto even in their top four? I think he's probably going to win the Brownlow, so I think yes. <laughs> but the Brownlow is relative to who the players you play with. That's true, and and who you're playing against. See, I don't think perform. he's. I don't think he's better than Josh Kelly. I don't think he's better than other players they have. I think he's better than Whit. Uh, Josh Kelly's hard because Josh Kelly has brilliance, but then he's injured a lot. But he's better mm. than Cornelia. He's better than Whitfield. No, that's true. He's better. Than, he's probably better than Tom Green, but Tom Green's still like what twenty one. Toronto. Yeah, and so, Stephen May still now. Yeah, would be the player you'd bring back right now. I mean, that leadership, he was our captain. Like, Tom Lynch, whatever, who cares? Like, I'd, I, I'm happy with Ben King and Casbolt and all these guys. But yep. w- when you watch us, like, Sam Collins and Charlie Ballard feel like they're fighting a war every week. Yes. You know? And to have that experience of May down there and Collins is more of a reboundy sort yep. of guy, I feel like that would be so helpful. Yep. Okay. What about someone? I'm trying to think of other teams that have had mass exoduses. Yeah. Well, who left Melbourne? Because apart no from Jeremy Melbourne. Howe, there was a few... No one leaves us. Like, we have people who can't get the team. Maybe Toby Bedford. Who's the guy who left to play for Hawthorne? But he's retired now, isn't he? Sam Frost. Yeah, he's He's still playing. The story of Sam Frost. Now, Hawthorne players will love this. Yeah. He played for GWS. He played for Melbourne. He played for Hawthorne. Yeah, right. He is an athlete, Sam Frost. Yeah. And we're not talking about the bachelor who's (laughs) anti-vax. We're talking about the man who runs. Yeah. You put him in the back line because you just say, you're an athlete. Jump higher than your full forward you're on and punch thing and then when you get the ball run really fast out of the 50 yeah run away from the the opposition's goal get the ball you're holding away and then at some point kick it not to the opposition yeah and if you do that we'll pay you like 250 grand a year yeah um but hawthorne as soon as he left melbourne was like i can't wait for hawthorne to learn 
who Sam Frost is because th- he seems like the coolest guy and he is a proper athlete yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. made a full career. Like he's in his late 20s now. He's yeah. made a full AFL career, which very rarely happens. Totally. The man can't kick a football. Yeah. So like he gets it and he sprints. He's in, he doesn't look like he's a, a quick player. Mm. He just runs and it's incredible to watch. And then at some point he will more often than not just kick it to the opposition. And, they, and it's such a bad kick that it'll be a very severely damaging rebound yeah. kind of kick that goes straight to the opposition's best midfield, handball goal. And he's down. To, to be honest, can I tell you something? And this might upset a lot of people. Yes. When you're talking that way, it reminds me of a Melbourne player who I thought was one of your best players. Jaden Hunt. Jaden Hunt. Yes. He's a, a, Same. It, yeah, there's a few players who are on our fringe who uh, went for opportunity. And I feel so bad for him now because he went to West Coast. Yeah. And he's, oh, it's, yeah, not a good scene over there. No, it's not. Did but, he get the premiership with Melbourne? No. No, he wasn't in the side no, or he'd been traded before? He's a bit of an injury-prone person. That sucks. Because I was going to say, if you got the premiership, so be it, you know? Do, who, who? I'm trying to think of other major moves. I mean, obviously, Grundy, like, Collingwood would love Grundy back on half the pay. Would obviously. they? Oh, yeah, on the 100%, half. 100%. Like, would, they they pl- been, would they play him? Would they've, he- they've, gotten, they've been good, but then they have been exposed at times for the lack of a ruckman when Darcy Cameron's been out. Would he be ahead of Cox? Ahead of Cox, but behind Darcy Cameron. How would Geelong look with um, TK, with uh, Tom Kelly? or not t- t- Tim Kelly. Tim Kelly. I mean, yeah, right now. Like, yeah. we talk about how lacking their midfield depth is, 100%. They'd, they'd probably love him. And Tim Kelly would probably be happy to be back <laughs> if he wasn't with his over there for family yeah. reasons, yep. you know? Interesting. Okay. That's right. great. The good mailbag. Okay. Oh, God, this one's long. All right, I'll do a TLDR from Nicholas. Thank you. So I think what I gather is that Nicholas is a American sports fan. He's from, from Australia? No, from uh, from uh, from Philly. Oh, I'm from. And I think basically he's saying I'll, I've started watching um, footy because of you guys. Yeah, that's. I nice. want to get into it. It's hard. Are, are there any AFL teams that have a similar passion history of suffering, suffering, which is similar to that of the Philly sports scenes? Yeah. So yeah. I think he's saying like yeah. Philadelphia 76ers, the Phillies. Yeah. Um, what's the, the Super Bowl team? The, 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 the uh, Eagles. The Eagles and then the Philly Flyers. And I think he's saying that they've had a traditionally, <laughs> they're a, a uh, hard, hard teams to barrack for. They're, they're them in Boston, well, at least talking, like Philly are one of those places that are, we don't have that same thing because um, in Melbourne there, where there's 10 of the AFL teams yeah. are in Melbourne. So I often think like, what would it be like if Melbourne had one team? Yeah. And the result is probably a place like Philly or a place like um, Boston, Boston, yeah. where like Philly fans, when I first started going for the Sixers like 12 years ago, it actually did my head in. They, they're that team that if your team's playing really bad, they boo. They yeah. boo their own. They hate you. Yeah, and they'll boo you. And then when you start going good again, they'll get back on you. Hmm. So I'm, I don't know the equivalent of that. Maybe Carlton. Yeah. I don't know if they boo their own fans. Like, it it's not common for team, for players for, te- for fan bases to jeer their own audiences here. But Philly fans as well are one of those teams where like with the Sixers, when we have a last place roster spot change and someone gets on a 10-day contract, mm. they're like, oh, wow, this guy, and he's got hoops and he's pursuing. <laughs> yeah, they get so, excited like, about they, it. They, they, yeah. They're across everything, yeah. which is like they're diehard. So like probably one of the Melbourne teams, to be honest. Um, but then also it's that, that one of the team who's just never won. <laughs> Melbourne pre-premiership would yes. probably have been the best. Um, yeah. Bit of Adelaide to them a bit. Like a bit of like a small, smaller city. Not that Philly's small, but just relative to New York and LA and yeah, all totally. the other ones. Yeah, it's a hard one. They're different places, but... Um, Maybe they should go for Port. Maybe Nicholas should go for Port. 
There'd be a rough around the edges working class. That's all Philly's about as well. Bulldogs, maybe. Same colours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So you could do red, white, and blue um, as the Sixers are. Then Mm -hmm. called the 76ers because of the year that the the Declaration of Independence was on. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, Cool. All right. Nick, go for Port or Bulldogs? Yeah. Or Tassie. Just go for Tassie. (laughs) Yeah. All right. This one's from Joel. And I'm interested in hearing your thoughts here, Brad. And I think I'm in a grand. Mm hmm. Broden has the right idea when it comes to trying ice cream. I believe the same process is used for judging if a pizza place is any good. If you're after a premium pie, if they can't do a simple cheese pizza, then there's no use trying to dazzle your taste buds with something fancy. Yes. So I am in in agreement with that. I think that's correct. A margarita is the best judge. But do you ever actually do that? Because I never actually do that. Yes, of course, Tom. I go and I always get my Super Supreme and my barbecue meat lovers. Well, that's incorrect. So, Tom... Let's just change. Let's just change the way you're thinking. Okay. Yeah. For one, I hope I hope you saw the feedback on vanilla ice cream. Yeah, and, and, I, and vanilla is a flavor. I've and always I, been strong in my response that I, I understand deep in my heart that you're all correct, but it all upsets yes. you so much. I'm going to. That's stick all with I it. needed to hear, Tom. Is that you know we're correct, but still, uh, chocolate is a better yardstick. From my understanding with pizza, and I'm not Italian by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but. If you were to get a pizza in Italy, yeah. it would be cheese, tomato base. Yeah, sure. Bread. And that or like pizza bread, no, delicious. crust. Yeah. None of the fancy stuff. Let me tell you about a pizza place that I like in uh, Preston. Yeah. Called Takeaway Pizza. Okay, I like it. I want you to go there mm. and get a cheese pizza. Yeah. All right, and then you come back to me mm-hmm. and you tell me, why aren't you having cheese pizzas? Would be my no, no, all I'm saying is... I, I think all I'm saying is I'm in agreement that that's the best way to test if a place is good because simple ingredients, the yes. right flavor sauce, the right dough. But if I'm standing in front of a pizza menu with yeah. 20 different pizza options, yeah, all I want is the most stuff on it. And that's well, why I go Super Supreme every time. Look, I'm a, I will get three pizzas yeah. as, a, as a couple. Yeah, sure. My partner is a vegetarian. Sure. Won't, so eat, won't eat meat. Margarita ticks that box. So what we'll do mm. is we'll do a, she'll have a maybe a pumpkin sort of situation. Oh, or, yeah, or okay, a, with some rocket or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 one of them yeah. carry-ons. Yeah. In the middle will be a cheese pizza, like a yeah. margarita yeah. traditionally. And then on the right, there may be like a super fuck yeah. um, sausage yeah. meat lover boy. That's what or, I'm a, or an Aussie or a, you know, a, maybe a Caprichosa. Or... But see, if you're, if you're catering to like a, a, a parent gorgonzola sort of thing, if you're catering towards that sort of pizza, you're probably going to more of a traditional wood fire place more often than not. Okay, well, I've talked about this off air a lot. Yeah. But there's three kinds of pizza and uh, they all have a valid place. Yeah. The first one being a, a Domino's Pizza Hut. Yeah. Um, a crust even. I'm big on crust. Crust. Um, yeah, they probably fit in that category yeah, too. I would say they do. Um, you know, there's a place for them. Yeah. It's one in the morning or maybe you're, uh, you know, the other things are closed or you yeah. know, there's, you're feeling, you're hankering for a stuffed crust. Mm. You know, there's a place for that. 100%. Middle tier is your classic flashing lights, you know, bit bit rough around the edges. Totally. Larry's. High street pizza, mm. you know, uh, uh, Larry's, yeah. um, Pedro's. Yeah. And that's where you're getting your uh, meat lovers. And, and that's uh, where my heart often lies, as long as it's good and more often than not, it's not. The, where they fall down, where the first, where these two fall down is base, but yeah. where they 
rise is in their gimmicks. So pizza yeah. Domino's in its gimmicks is where you, the party's at. Totally. A thick shake with it or a, you know, a chocolate a, brownie. Chocolate brownie that goes through an oven to get Or you get a, a cookie pizza from pizza. Cookie pizza mm. or the stuffed crust or maybe corn chips and a stuffed crust or, or a, a hot dog and yeah, a stuffed crust. Or a butter chicken from a crust. A butter chicken pizza. Yeah. See, controversial Con- stuff. Out there. Um, I'm offended by that. And mm. and the second one is more stuff on the better. Yeah. The ham is technically lamb. Do we yep. do we get into cotter? No, we don't get into that. In a Melbourne, ham is not is not is ham is lamb. Yep. Look it up. Ham is lamb. Cotter. Look it up. Cotto, actually. Yeah. And then the third tier is your uh, fancy wood fire. Wood most fire of the fancy. Yeah. You go here for a birthday. Yeah, sure. You will uh, go there for a nice. You're not sitting in a in a in a park eating this, are no, you? No, no, definitely not. That, that would be awful. You're sitting down. There's like a little stand that they put the pizza on. You know, you and your friends are having a few slices. Yeah. Often rocket. Bit of, sometimes rocket. I feel like Where often. did I have my birthday, Tom? Oh, that was different again, but that's a whole other thing. I would put that in this tier though, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a subsection. Yeah. So Brandon had a deep dish party. At a place called Deep End Pizza. Mm. Now, if we were to get them as a sponsor, mm. one, I'd be the happiest little boy alive. Yeah. Two, I would die. Yeah, me Now, too. this is a place in Melbourne, and I recommend it to all you foodies. Yeah. It's called Deep End. It's in Fitzroy, and they do a Chicago deep dish pizza, mm. which is just awesome. Yeah. If and you haven't t- had deep dish, this is the closest I've had outside of Chicago. They also do Detroit style, which is um, crispy and like in a rectangle. That's and crisp, actually what I crispy, prefer. Yeah, crispy mm. and crusty to the end of the the base on that is just, oh, it's, just oh, it's like bread you and love then, bread and then I think they do another style as well but I can't remember I can't remember we just got those two I think it was and do you know what I had like eight or nine people there yeah. and we ordered a lot of pizzas yeah drinks and wines and stuff yeah. I think all up was like 350 or something yeah and I took a bunch home yeah because I was it. like scared of shitting myself I didn't want to <laughs> eat too much at the restaurant you know I had a baby with me yeah yeah, yeah. no good times yeah, uh, so good times. and the fancy the fan the strength of the third tier of the fancy pizza is the bases. Yes. Because when I'm talking about this place at Takeaway Pizza in Preston, mm. Takeaway Pizza, you eat this you eat this bread, you eat this base fresh. Yeah. You're like, this is the best fucking pizza I've yeah. ever eaten. And you realize that when you go to a place like Domino's or you go to a place like um, Larry's, that you're not really even feeling the pizza base as it comes into your tongue. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you're going, oh, yeah, I'm just taking it, but I'm tasting the salami, I'm tasting yeah. the mushrooms, I'm tasting the capsicum. Yeah. But- at these places, you go. Pizza is fifty percent base, yes, maybe yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, and uh, I want you to have a takeaway pizza. Yeah, no, we I'm can down. even have a dinner there. All right, I'm down for that. I'll take you out for a dinner there. You, me, Robbo. <laughs> um, that and uh, yeah. All right, let's smash out a, I cu- like a couple more. I want to talk pizza for another thing. I know, I could. I'm, I'm raining it in. I'll do a couple more questions and we'll get out. Yeah, great. And we have to do tipping. Yes. Okay, this is more of a suggestion. It's something I want you to write down in your ideas box. Yes. So Mikey's written in and said, um, I was watching Coach Carter and I thought I'd very much like to hear your top 10 sports films of all time. Well, that's a great idea. I thought even pe- perhaps with a guest. We yeah, I, know, I, think that, I, I think that would be great with a guest. Yeah, so a top 10 sports films of all I time. I have my number one already because I, my number one is in my all-time top five movies. Yeah. It's a sports film. Is it Moneyball? Well, now you've ruined it, haven't you? <laughs> I'll beat that. No, no. <laughs> no, it's Moneyball. It's uh, my, one of my favourite films. Uh, I think I, I'm, I'm with you there. I haven't watched enough sports films, I think, but maybe if I thought about it for a while, some would come. Would you me. consider watching an a AFL game a movie? 
No. Well, then, okay, and then I've got to change my whole list in my head. Because, <laughs> the uh, next one is the, the Melbourne Grand Do you Final. include 30 for 30s in this? No. I think when I think of a sports film, I, I mean it can be based on true life, but it, it's a narrative. Mm-hmm. I'm not a documentary. So we're talking biopics, or we talk, and also f- uh, fiction. Yeah, well. totally. So um, I could uh, bench warmers but starring I- Rob Schneider and um, Napoleon Dynamite, and uh, and who else is? Who's yeah, but one? do we include the Water Boy, the Sandlot Kids? Because I yes, think the yes. Sandlot Kids for who's, me. Who's in bench warmers? I don't know. Rob Schneider, <laughs> David Spade, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Worst fucking... You should go watch that movie. I've never heard of it, to be honest. That's it's just one of them Adam Sandler mid-2000s ones. Uh, great. All right, here's another one. Now, this is a bit tough with no notice. Here's the last one for today. And hey, we still haven't got through the backlog, so we'll bring, I'll bring a few oh, more next Thursday. Oh, my own. Hey, guys. On AFL Daily today, they brought up Port's new midfield of Butters, Rosie, and Horn Francis potentially being one of the great mobs of the last 20 years. Would love your thoughts on the top three from the last 20 years. Best midfielders? Yeah. Best, 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 best midfield. So uh, immediately I thought of Melbourne, to be honest. If we're talking... What, last 20 years? Yeah. So this three? century. We'll talk, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll talk this century. Midfielders. Midfielders? Yeah. Let's just... Let's, let's very quickly... Yeah. Let's do a short list, all right? Okay, short list. So Brisbane Lions of the mid-2000s, right? Totally. In there you've got Michael Voss. Yep. We'll do Voss. It's, it's, that's the hardest one. Okay, so we'll go in that. You've got Michael Voss, uh, Simon Black, um, the Scott brothers, Ackermanis running through there a little bit. Yeah. That's one. And then the other two that came to mind immediately was the West Coast Cousins. Kerr, yes, that's the big um, three. Judd. So the late two thousands, you've got yeah, the, the triad. They will. No, you, so yes, absolutely. Incredibly difficult to beat. And then I thought the Geelong at its peak. So who's in there? You got uh, so Ablett of Gary Ablett Junior, obviously. Yes. And then that other guy who was bald. Chapman. Chapman. Kind of a forward role. Oh right. Okay. Maybe I'm a bit off. Ling? I thought. Yeah, yeah, as a tagger. Yes. For some, maybe it was just Gary Ablett, but no, there, there, there was an excellent trio. There was for a star. Sure. Selwood was in there, very young Selwood. A young Selwood. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, so those were the two main ones that came to There's mind. There's more. There's more. Uh, there is a Hawthorne's midfield. So you've. Got I mean, I don't rate them, but sure, yes. So that- we're talking about Saul Mitchell Hodge. Um, that sort of trio. That is that is the midfield, isn't it? Who are the who are the fasties in there, and who are the? They were just all big boys. They, they were all, but that's the thing about it. they weren't. They didn't play like midfielders do now. They played as like Stewie Jew was in there at one point. Yeah, slow, methodical setup kicks, lefty kicks. So yes, they went in and, and won the ball sometimes. Lewis and Sewell would win the ball sometimes, but yep. really they weren't midfielders. How I think of them now, we have to talk about the Rat Pack at Collingwood because oh, yes. at their Didac. best. Didac, side, side bottom was around then, right? Yeah, oh, very young. Daisy Thomas. Daisy. Pendlebury. And then the guy who won all the medals who says crook stuff now. Heath Shaw? No. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Swan. Swan. Dane Swan. That probably, that, that team. Yes, is that's in, a, that is a very good midfield that won one premiership. Yeah. And that's probably my drawback on Geelong is they only won two premierships and a lot of them, there's not a lot of crossover in the, yep. in the people there. Sure. So oh, that. I think that you have to just go. Is this for midfields only? Yeah, I think we're talking about the greatest midfielders of the last twenty years. Which, hey, maybe one time we should sit down and go through wiki and have a look at who won and their strengths and stuff. But I think okay, off the top of the head, yeah, yeah off the top of the dome. I think uh, if I'd give it to West Coast, I think that, yeah, West that, Coast that are trio. the West Coast are the best hundred percent. Yeah, it's the next two positions. 
Then you, you give it to Brisbane. Yes. And then to that Collingwood pack, I think. I don't think they won enough premierships. I think you put them in the same situation as um, Oliver Viney Petrarca. Yeah, because I mean, they up there as well. But also, like, if we're. Because, I mean. But if they've only won one premiership. Yeah. They're not good. Because at the same time, St Kilda, you've got. Um, uh, you've got. Uh, their midfield as well, which was With Brent Harvey and that and and oh, you mean more St. recently Kilda. St Kilda's uh, sort of Grant Thomas era. So when they were when they were a, they drew in a grand final. Yeah. So uh, what's his name? He's now a, their, their superstar. Uh, I keep wanting to say Lepic, but it's not Lepic. No. So you're talking about, and I'm with you. So, so you're talking about the two that have gone into media now. Yeah, you got Montagna. Montagna. Then. Uh, one of them got traded to Essendon. Do you remember uh, that guy? This is no, great podcast. No, no, this is good. This is good. This is good. So their midfield, um, I'm thinking of people like... I'm going to bring Charlie Clawson real quick. Broden Kelly. Charlie Clawson. Um, it's Broden Kelly here. You, do you have yes. 30 seconds to be on the footy podcast just very quickly? I have a quick question yeah. about St Kilda. Okay. Your, your elite midfield is... In your premiership playing era in the late two thousands, who were the who was the engine room? Uh, Del Santo, mm. Hayes, Montagna was sort of on the wing. Yep. Um, Goddard would occasionally go on the ball, but he was yeah. Goddard. Is that the person who was traded to Essendon? No. Who's your Lenny Hayes? You, did you say Lenny Hayes? Hayes. Yeah. Goddard Lenny Hayes, yeah. Now, where do you put them alongside the West Coast and the Brisbane and the and the Collingwood bad boy crew and the and Melbourne's Petrarca Oliver and Hawthorne? Where do you put them? Uh, uh, a tier below all of those, I would say. Really? Yeah, the Brisbane one was the best. Yep. Then the West Coast. Wow. Demons. Okay. Collingwood and then Saints, but not a huge margin between them. No, no, no. So, I, we know, they're all they're all A grade, just various. We put West Coast first, but I think it's a good point because Brisbane won 900 premierships. Mm. So yeah, that's great. And also less less dickheads. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, the personality <laughs> and reputation comes into it when I. It's best and fairest, right? Best and fairest. Yes, exactly right. Very good point. All right, Charlie, we'll have you on properly very very soon. But thank you so no much problem. for that. All My right. pleasure. Speak soon. Bye. One last one before tipping is I think we should probably in time consider Prestia, Koch, and Dusty. As up there as well. Oh, 100%. You yeah. know, that's, uh, we would have got absolutely smashed. <laughs> if we didn't include them. Dusty, Cochin. Who else is in Prestia, there? Prestia, for Prestia. sure. Prestia, since he's been traded from Colchester, has been phenomenal. Really. There's a bit of drop off after the after the big two, though. Yeah, because they've got guys like Short who just play their role, who's phenomenal. And, but you but know. Caddy, as well, in that era, was playing. And then, oh, um, yeah. And then. Uh, I mean, we always talk Foston about Rewald and the forwards and backs because that's where they were so strong. Yeah, but- it was their Mosquito squad. Do you remember the Mosquito squad? I do. Anyway, okay, good. Good chat. And then, uh, so I think he was just about right. I liked his rationale that Brisbane's probably the best. Yeah. Um, and then the drop-off, you know, because of the no dickhead policy. Mm-hmm. Chris Judd got the F out of there because it was all over the shop. Yeah, it was, yeah. All right. Any other mailbag? Oh, there, there's heaps, but I thought we'd just go to tipping. Good call. Hit it. Tipping. 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 This is the last week of buys, I believe. Yeah. We say bye-bye to the buys this week. Yeah, thank God is all I'm saying. Absolutely. I've had a gut full of them. Mm. There were some people putting out there that 
get rid of the slow weeks and just replace it with one week off. Yeah. I don't agree with that. Okay. I think that's wrong. Even though we're having a lull, I personally would prefer to just not have to sit on a weekend and think about myself. <laughs> so I like the distraction of watching North V GWS or something. But, totally, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. How do you think? What do you think? I, I saw a great... Should I do one more mailbag? Because there was a great suggestion in the mailbag. Okay, yeah, give it to me. Okay, so this suggestion... And it was actually the next one I was going to read down. Was that someone, Dan, mm-hmm. suggested that they do... Do you remember Heritage Round, he said? Yes. Of course you do. Heritage Round was the best. I strongly believe that the bye week should, should be Heritage Round split into... Week one, expansion week, where the states play off. The Derby, Q-Clash, Showdown with Heritage Jumpers. Yes. And then week two, history week, where you get the Victorian rivalries happening. Carlton versus Collingwood, et cetera, et cetera. We yeah. have special jumpers as well. Yeah, cool. Love that. Yeah, I like that. That'd be fun. Yeah, so it's more of like two themed weeks rather than two bye weeks. So you're focusing on who's playing rather than who's not playing. Love that. Mm. Okay, very good. Who was that? Dan. Good on you, Dan. And... We leave Dan and we look to tonight, mm. which is being played at GMHBA Stadium. Are you going? Which just rolls off the tongue, by the way, GMHBA Stadium. Mm. They need a new sponsor. Yes. Nippy's Stadium. Yeah, imagine? Nippy Stadium, yeah. Grab a milk and get down to Nippy Stadium. Yeah, so you're going to drive five hours, pay $200 to sit in the rain and watch this game? <laughs> Tom, I looked up the tickets. Yeah. And it was $70. 70 I thought they would be even worse, but that's still, still bloody To go steep. to the footy. Yeah. To go to the footy is $70 in Geelong. And you'd have to drive and work out where to park. Can you imagine That'd the nightmare? so annoying, yeah. Not that far away. Do you know the Ds went down on Wednesday? Mm. Did a training session Wednesday. You went for a swim? Well, probably too cold. That's but they were do. down there. They treated yeah. it like they've gone away. Yeah. 61% of the tipping community are tipping Melbourne. Yeah. And 39% are tipping Cats. My only issue is you're coming off your bike. We're coming off a bye. Every team has lost coming off the bye, except for... So last week, every single team that was coming off a bye lost, except for the two teams that were both coming off a bye, obviously yes. one of them had to win. That sounds vaguely statistical, Tom. <laughs> yes. Shall we talk about your stat you brought up last week? Yeah, that was funny. So Tom brought up a stat from David King, quoted yeah. a David King stat that said everyone in the top eight has one to half and lost to half. Yeah. And, and it was and an off-the-cuff thing. And we talked about it for about five, ten minutes. Yeah. And then the audience, some of you came back immediately. Said, uh, excuse me, <laughs> you idiots. Um, Not true. It was a tweet from two years ago. Yeah, I don't know why it was sent to us. So what happened is it was sent to us. I clicked on it, watched it. It went. I didn't. I wasn't going to bring it up. I just thought that's cool. Mm. And then without any knowledge or backing or seriousness, I brought it up when I shouldn't have. <laughs> And now, and you, and you quite rightly uh, got lampooned for it. Yeah. Um, but you know, we, sh- we 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 need a fact checker in here. We do because we it know was better from than two Trump. years ago, and it made no sense. And Kingy should be ashamed of himself. That even two years ago, it made no sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Makes you think. It, it basically, all he's saying is, it seems very cool and and seems crazy, but all you're saying is. When the top eight play each other, there must be one that wins and there yeah. must be one that loses. So it's always going to be 50%. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Whereas I was thinking more, oh, Collingwood must have beaten like five of the top eight teams, whereas the ones down the bottom have only beaten yeah. two top eight yeah. teams. You know? Yeah, but yeah. No, exactly. well, doesn't want you going to do. Um, I'm going to tip Melbourne in, so I'm tipping Geelong because I'm trying to bottom out if you're just joining us for the first time this week, uh, because I think we Melbourne need to win. Yeah. 
if we are legitimately going to be a proper team, we mm. need to. And I think Geelong are still a team that if you're in the top four or five, Geelong scare the heck out of you yep. they, because they can they 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 can turn it. They might be um, slightly over the hill, mm-hmm. but they can turn it. Do we know if Dangerfield's playing? Uh, I don't think he is at this point, but teams are not fully out. Um, can I tell you something that Hoiny said last night? Oh, give me a Hoiny. I love this guy. Daniel Hoyne. Listen to this guy. He works with Champion Data. Yeah. He's on Sports Day. It's the best listen of the week. So the premiership winning team needs to be coming into form for the last five rounds of the year. Yeah. In the last 10 years, mm. the premiership teams have been 35 and 5 in the last five rounds. 35 and 5. Yeah, as in win-loss ratio. So Th- if you what? look at... at Geelong last year, they won four out of five out of five of their last five games. Right. Year before, Melbourne won four out of five. The year before, five out of five. The year before, four out of five. So the Premiership team always wins at least four out of five of the last five games of the home and away season. Right. So 35 out of 40 in the last 10 years, the Premiership. Must have been the last four weeks then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Must have been the last four weeks. Oh, okay, so you've got to run into into the end of the you've, year. So if what Hoyne was saying is if you haven't figured out your system, by then by the next few weeks then you're not going to win the premiership yeah so we need to see some of these stats he comes out with you're like well then there's no there's no guesswork at all no I know that's exactly you right. go well if that's the case like sometimes there's an outlier yeah. in statistics but like there's some glaring yeah basically if Collingwood or Brisbane win uh, lose two or three out of the last four rounds yeah. statistically they, 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 they can't, can't win, win it and they're an outlier it hasn't happened in so many years yeah fascinating stuff Mm. All right, so who are you going? You're going to- I'm going Geelong by t- by t- twenty. Ooh, yeah, tell me why. Just because of this buy thing, it just seems like no one can get up after the buy. Like it's just crazy. True. And like you said, Geelong is still a threat. Geelong is still our team. They came out of the buy last week and were awful. And Chris can Scott's I- been down there with a whip, whipping him into shape all week. Can I uh, can I tell you something? Yeah, Melbourne had a ten day break. Mm. Not a buy. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, they played yeah, Monday yeah. and they're yeah. playing Thursday. Okay. And then we've got another 10-day break. Mm. And then another 10... Or we had another 10-day break. It's right. a weird little So it's thing. a changing of mindset rather than a buy. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It's just it's not a long buy. Uh, Friday, 28th, 23rd of June, mm. 7.50, Marvel Stadium. Yeah. Saints, Lions. Not as easy to tip as you'd think. No. Brisbane, away from home. Yep. Saints, who... Been, been pretty good all year. Lost to Richmond last week. Yes. In the rain. Yes. But this is undercover. Yes. Friday night, in the spotlight. St Kilda feeling pretty confident about themselves off a loss against Brisbane, who need to start firing. Who had the bye last week? Brisbane? No, Brisbane played and, and Saints played. Okay. Then they are uh, Saints. Uh, Brisbane just got over the line from Sydney. That's right. Yes. yes but yes, that would have been up. Was that after a bye? Yeah. So. They, they were the two teams that had the oh, bye, okay, I right. think. I think. I think. Okay. Yeah. Again, saying things without knowing them for sure, but. So Brisbane uh, and, S- and Swans played last week. I got that tip wrong, which is a, a win for me. Yeah, but nice. then the week prior, both of them were coming off a bye. Yeah, right. So they were the... No, they weren't. Sorry. They both played the week before. They both had their bye In two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, This is a hard game for me to call. Do you tip Brisbane, who are probably the better team, but can't play away from home? Mm. Or do you play the team that's in incredible form at home, who are coming off a loss. Am I wrong in saying that with Brisbane, it's not just uh, Victoria, it's it's more to do with the G? Or am I wrong? No, they, they, they got pumped at uh, Adelaide Oval and they got 
Um, but I mean, like they've only won at the they've only played at the G four times in twenty years or something. Oh yeah, they've won one in twenty games at the G or something crazy. Because this is our Marvel. Yeah, which they've lost at this year as well. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Saints for Brisbane to win. Okay. I'm so gonna, I'm gonna tip Saints. I think they might get it done. I, don't I think know. Brisbane might start looking good, and this but, will be like yeah. a big line in the sand moment. For they, them. they surprise me constantly. When I whenever I tipped them to lose because they're away, they win. So. Saturday in the afternoon, by golly, do the Swans need this? They're playing West Coast <laughs> at the MC, SCG. In 2005, this would have been the game of the year. Mm. These two were immense rivals. How was the Sydney midfield back then? Who did they? It was have? great. So you had like uh, Brett- Goods. Brett Kirk, Adam Goods. Well, Adam Goods won a brand that was a ruckman, a midfielder, yeah, and a yeah. forward. Yeah, it was just all over the Just show. a freak. Yeah. Um, the midfield was people like uh, Ty Kennelly. Um, yeah. I can't remember all their positions, but like through the middle, they had a lot of old dudes. Yeah, right. So oh, not up there with... Luke, not up Jason with Ball the was the ruckman. What? Um, different guy, Jason Ball. This guy, Jason Ball. Yeah, um, right. Like a little... little, little Little guy, a lot of little guys, but that that's that premiership year was one off the back of um, Nick Stevens's four goals in a quarter. Yeah, right. have you ever seen that? Yeah, I have. Um, it rings a bell. I got picked up from a party I think that you were at with me when we were like year eleven or no yeah. year ten or eleven. And my dad's like Nick Steve Nick Nick Davis kicked four goals. And I was like, wow, wow. Um, all right, I'm tipping West Coast. Yeah, I'm tipping Swans. A uh, bit of a dull year for Swannies. Mm. They need they need to they need to get moving. We'll yep. figure it out. Uh, Saturday, Fremantle versus the Bombers. Boy, we love the Bombers. I know. I thought it would be funny if you just accidentally skipped this one <laughs> and I didn't call you out on it. <laughs> uh, uh, it's an interesting one. Yeah, this could be a ripper. This could be a ripper. Because, yeah, Frio. They uh, need to they show need. up after last week. That was embarrassing. And Bombers have been playing okay. Yeah, they've been playing pretty good all year. Up and down. Up and down. Who did they have last week? Uh, who's coming off the bye? Because mm, we didn't talk about them last week again. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, they're coming off a mental buy for me. <laughs> yeah, but that's the reason. And didn't Freo play- coming off a smashing. So what does that mean? I think Freo's going to win. Hang on, Essen didn't play last week, Tom. Yeah, that's what I mean. So they're all going. They're going to lose. Yeah. So and, I'm tipping Essen. Yeah, and I'm tipping Freo. I think. I mean, they lost by seventy to the Giants, but surely, surely yeah, off a buy. Yeah. Well, there you go. No, not off a buy. Oh, actually. just off a being shit. Yeah. Sunday, uh, Pies are back. At the MCG. Mm, thank God. Against Adelaide Crows. Saving the economy, as Gino would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So they're off a bye, Tom. Yeah. So you're going Crows? Oh, it's hard to say, isn't it? You I mean, can't tip against Collingwood. Yeah, so Collingwood lost against Melbourne and then had to sit in it for 10 days. Mm-hmm. I think they might come out and slaughter Adelaide, to be honest. Yeah. And, and hey, they were a little bit sick and a little bit injured, so I'm not sure if they're getting all those players back, but... Yeah, I'm going to tip Collingwood, even though it's against the grain. Good stuff. I'm going to tip Adelaide. Yeah. So Collingwood win. Yeah. And then, a Heritage Bank, home game for Gold Coast, taking on Hawthorne. Yeah, we're going to watch this at the office. Are we? Like oh, yeah, quarter. that'd be great. Yeah, that'd Last be awesome. quarter, then we'll go straight into podcasting. No, I'll come in and watch this from, from start to finish, put the little heater on. Yeah, I That'd booked us from seven so we could finish it. You know, yeah, just, yeah, great. You know, in Absolutely. Case it goes over a bit. We could we could we'll either be furious or we'll be uh, we'll be happy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'm tipping Sunnies. Yeah, I'm finally I'm, back at home. I think this is where you just make a good hard run. How many games? Can we quickly look up? Yeah. How many games do you think you mourn? You, you've won eight so far. Yes. So we are sitting on thirteen 
played 24 points. What's the maths on that? 4, 8, 12, 16, 20, 1, 7. It's one, seven. Is that right? Yeah. Double check that for me. 24 divided by 7 is 4. Yes. No. 7, 14, 28. So six games. We've won, you've, won, you've only won six games? 4, 8, 12, 16, 20, 24. Yeah, six games. And last year you won 10 in total. Yeah. Stewie Jew needs you. You need to win 12 this year. Yeah. So you've got, you need to win six more games. Okay. So we win this weekend. Then we lose to Collingwood. Then we lose Seven. to Port. Seven. Then we maybe win against St Kilda. Maybe. Let's just say eight. Okay. Then we uh, beat GWS. Nine. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Then we uh, lose to Brisbane. Q Clash. Nine. Then we lose to Adelaide. I'm going to go 10. Then we win against Sydney. 11. Then we win against Carlton in a revenge game at HBS. 12. Then we win against North Melbourne in the last round. So there's a chance you get to 13 wins in my head if you properly show up. Yeah, which and we maybe 12, historically don't. 12 or 13. And that, that means you're, tr- you're, pr- you're in the right direction. And luckily, we'll be leaving the country as <laughs> the yeah. first week of the finals. Crikey Moses. <laughs> uh, well, that is the tipping for this week. Let's enjoy the final week of buys before we get into a full plate of big old tipping. It's around 16 next week. Mm. Isn't that crazy? I can't wait, yeah. Still, it's oh, a long been, year, though. We've been podcasting... It doesn't feel. I feel like we started doing this yesterday. We've done thirty-three podcasts. Wow! This is episode thirty-four, I think. Wow! Open the door. It's crazy. Uh, thank you. And also, just a very quick message. I did forget to say bounce that pill on Monday, and I so, asked. I know, and I thought I had. <laughs> so I just want to say legally, that's not good. Like it should. You, like balls shouldn't have been being bounced. Yeah. But thankfully, we have today. Yeah. So no, effectively, no. The pills should have been bounced between Monday and Thursday. Correct. So we're okay. Yeah. So I just want to firmly say now, before the game start, let's bounce that pill.